Sitting next to me is one of the most popular Yankees ever. Bernie Williams joins us here now. Bernie, welcome. Thank you. Good to see you on a Woo! crazy night here at the Hard Rock. It and is crazy. Before we chat, let me tell you that Bernie will be this Saturday. Bernie is teaming up with the uh, St. John's Family Foundation for a fundraiser for the pediatric, can uh, pediatric cancer fundraiser at the Paramount Hudson Valley Theater in Peekskill. Supporting uh, the uh, Maria Ferreri Children's Hospital at Westchester Medical Center, as well as the Friends of, uh, of Jacqueline Foundation. Then on Friday night, October 12th, which is an off night in the American League playoffs, Bernie and his all star band will be at Pace University at the Schimmel Center, a terrific music venue in New York City. This is Bernie's first New York City concert since March. So go on out on October 12th. It's not a baseball night to the Schimmel Center. Great venue at Pace University to see him. Uh, there's a special meet and greet tickets available for both concerts. For information and to find out and get linked on to the concert information and ticket information, go to Bernie51.com. Bernie, 51, if you have to ask why, then I'm not talking to you anyway. Uh, also, on his social media outlets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. There's the introduction. It's a long one, and we welcome in uh, number 51. Bernie, welcome. How are you? Thank you Everything's so much, good. man. Good oh, my God. That was a great introduction, there man. Thank go. you so much for well, they wrote, plugging they all wrote, my stuff. They wrote, uh, you know, your, your guy wrote a nice one for me, so there it is. Now, uh, welcome. Um, it's October. It's your time of year. You know that? Uh, this is. This is what you live for, man. Yeah. Whole season, whole, uh, you know, off season, you know, before the season started, spring training, there's one thought in mind, and it's just to have an opportunity to play right now, right here in the postseason. So uh, uh, I, I definitely can relate to what these guys are you going through. You were always right calm and collected. Joe even said when he's looking for a team meeting, you were asleep on the couch. So. But when it was October, did, did you get goosebumps? Did you feel the blood rushing even though we didn't see it with you? Did you feel that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Who wouldn't? I mean, if you, you wouldn't be human if you didn't feel any kind of emotion. You're planning to, you know, uh, just absorb the magnitude. But you were so cool and calm in those situations, yeah, though. Yeah, well, that was part of, the, part of the game. You know, you can't let them see you sweat. <laughs> yeah, and, you, and you never did, as, as a matter of fact. I mean, you know, so it's, it's funny when you watch these guys. Now that you have uh, retired to your music career, when you watch these games unfold and you see these young guys standing there trying to do what you did so well, what goes through your head? I wish I could be there with them. You miss it? <laughs> oh, absolutely. You're, October nights is what you really miss, right? Oh, it's absolutely. Full house, this whole place going crazy, right? Yep. Everything on the line. The electricity in the air, right? right? Especially in a game like this. It's one game. Right. Whoever wins kind of moves on, and uh, whoever loses just kind of, you know, gets ready for next year. But uh, it is, it's got to be uh, such an exciting time for these guys. You know, it's funny. You didn't play, you know, except in, except in 2001. You didn't play in any seventh game of the World Series, you know? That just the one time, that was it. That 2-1 game with Schilling, you know, uh, and Clemens. But other than that, all your World Series, first of all, you swept a couple of them. Oh, you know, you, and you came back and won the, the 96 and 6, you won it four straight. You know, so uh, the Mets, you won in five games. It ended in your glove that night, we know that. 
Uh, but, you know, and, and the uh, Marlins come back, and you guys tried to force the sex game, but Beckett got you on short rest. Everybody killing Trader Jack for pitching him on short rest. He pitched great, right? He did. He you know did. what I think about that series? I'm going to remember this, though, because it's, it, it bothered me. We're down there, game four, and you're going to know this right away. You're up 2-1. You're playing that game four. It, the game got delayed by rain a couple of times. And you hit two balls off Beckett that I thought were out when you hit both of them. Sitting right behind the plate, both times with men on base. I thought you got him twice, and the ball went right to the fence both yeah. times on a damp night, and the ball didn't go out. Do you remember yeah. that game? I, I do remember those games. And I think, you know, Beckett has to be right up there with some of the toughest you pitchers. You could have had him in that game when you was 2-1. I thought I did. Yeah, I I you did. had him a couple of times. And you lose that game, and then you lose game five when Wells' back goes out, and yeah. then he comes back and pitches an incredible yeah. game six. Yeah, he was at the top of his game, and I think that, that series sort of made him, uh, you know, made a name for himself, you know, playing in that series. Uh, you know, I remember uh, watching Pudge with all his passion, you know, doing all his antics, you know, you know throwing somebody out on the plate, and uh, uh, he was, uh, I mean, all the World Series that I've been involved in has, you know, have been amazing. Uh, the, some ones, you know, you win, some ones you lose. Uh, but any opportunity that, I, that we had to get into that particular scenario, it was a blessing for us. Well, you know, you did so well on the first. You won your first four, so that wasn't bad. I mean, that Brave series, you come back from 2 nothing and run the table, right, which was, a, you know, a great win. And then you had the run where you won all those World Series games in a row, which was unbelievable. Uh, and then tough loss in Arizona. That was a tough loss. That was a tough one. That man. was a tough loss. Uh, sometimes, depending that on my... That ninth inning is a tough inning. Depending on my mood, sometimes I take that as another that's World Series hard, for us. That, <laughs> you know, that that series, and the amazing thing about that series was, eighth inning, he blows away the middle of the order, Mariano, and you figure he's lights out. Yeah. And then the ninth inning, everything went wrong, and, they lose the, and you lose the game. But that was such a tough series. You that know, was it really was. Series. And then, of course, the, the, we just mentioned the Marlins series. But the half, is there one, maybe it wasn't a World Series, maybe it was an ALCS, maybe it was one of your walk-offs, whatever. Is there one game here that sticks out to you among all the others at, at, for a World Series game? Is there one that you fondly remember for a special reason? I mean, you have two postseason walk-offs. The only other guy who does is Big Poppy in the history of baseball. No one else has two except you and him. I mean, so you've had two of those. You had the one here on Randy Myers. Yeah, the other one of Rod Beck, you know, so you had those. But, I mean, are those the ones you remember? I mean, I can't even imagine running around the, play, the bases when the game's over in a, world, in a World Series or a playoff game. That's unbelievable when you think that about it. That is unbelievable. But I think, you know, in my mind, the things that I remember the most are not necessarily the things that I did on the field. Uh, and they happen so quick. You know, hitting home runs in the postseason is like, I don't know, less than a half a minute. And you run the bases and the moment is over. And you have to kind of think about the next minute and what's going to happen in the next at bat. For me, my personal, uh, you know, experience, the, one, the, the things that I remember are most of the things that were outside of the game. Like, for instance, being in 2001, dealing with all that, you know, uh, everything that happened after 9-11. Right. Uh, to me, that was, you know, even though we didn't win that series, for, uh, for us, it was just such a... Uh, uh, a proud moment to be part of that healing process of the nation, you know, dealing with that great tragedy. And uh, I remember a lot of the stuff that happened 
you know, the, uh, our president throwing out the first pitch. I remember that well. That night. Uh, yeah, I was know, here that night. That night was crazy. That was the hardest night to get in the stadium I ever remember. It was, was crazy incredible. getting in the that stadium. That night. Security was wild. And yep. he was all, he had all kinds of armor on, and he still got that ball to the plate. I don't know how he did it. Yeah, and I remember, you know, Derek talking to him in the, in the uh, batting cage yeah. because he was warming up. They got him in all kinds of stuff, body armor and everything. <laughs> That's right. They got him in all this Kevlar stuff, and he still got the ball there. He still got it. He threw a strike, perfect yeah, he's strike. he's a good athlete. He was a good athlete. He was, yeah. He did it. it. That game was wild. Those games against Arizona when you guys came back with the home runs, Brocious, yeah. Tino, those were wild games. Those were great games and uh, I, I mean they uplifted the city in a, in a way that uh, uh, I mean I, I I can still remember how the stadium was just shaking because of all the emotion and uh, us being right in the middle of that process. It was just incredible. You know my favorite was the was the eighth inning comeback against Pedro in game seven in 2003. That inning now the next year I had to sit through game seven here and that was tough. The only, night, the only thing I got that night that I was happy about, and it's funny, all these years later, Pedro came in the game, and I'm sitting there, and I had to sit through that 8-0 game for all these innings now. I mean, knowing they're going to lose and get swept four straight. And I was up in Boston when you won the third game, 19-8, remember? And you, yeah. and to go up 3-0. And you hit the ball off Pedro to the top of the wall. And I said to Pedro, Pedro came in to do an interview with me. And I said, Pedro, you know what? I was so happy Bernie hit the ball off the top of the wall because why did you need to stick your nose in that game? And he goes, you know what? I didn't want to come in. They asked me to come in the game, and I said, I don't want to pitch. So all this time I thought Pedro pushed his way into that game, and he told me he didn't want to pitch in that game. Yeah. And you almost took him out of the park. He hit it right off the top of the fence but and got a double. The, that's the kind of guy he was. I mean, he, I mean he, he never said no to the ball, and he always took it, whatever he was feeling good at, his, you know, at the top of his game or whether he was not feeling, you know, at his best. And uh, I respect him a lot for that. But, you know, you hit that eight, that eighth inning from 5-2 down that night in Game 7 was, uh, you know, you're behind in the game. Messina came in the game. Mariano pitched great, but you come up after Jeter gets the double. It should have been caught by Trot Nixon over his head. Yep. Get the base at the center. Yep. Then Matsui hits the double inside first base, yeah. and then Posada hits the little dunker, and yep. it's 5-5. Five, five. Right. Yeah. You know, my, Posada, you know, Matsui was like you. He was a good postseason he player. He had a knack for the just the unbelievable these moments. Good you know, postseason hitter. I remember his his debut game as a Yankee. He win the game with a, yeah. like a grand slam yeah, or grand a home slam. run. Yeah. He was incredible. He had a, a knack for all those kind of great situ big situations and big games. Good postseason. He was always player. he was always very there. good player. Yeah. He, he was the MVP of the 2009 he World was. Series. He hit like 500. That's right. But he was always very. Very polished player, right? He really was. Very he good was player. fundamentally sound. He was a good yes. outfielder. He was wasn't the fastest, but he would never miss a cutoff man. And he, you know, he can handle the he can handle the ball. And uh, he he was always in the right position at the right time. He's a great player. Great and player. the other one was that to end the World Series in the Subway Series, which you guys hated and hated. <laughs> you know, George was driving you nuts. The flood over there at City, remember oh at City Stadium, yeah. and he's moving That's the right. chairs and everything. Yeah, but. Both Mariano and Piazza told me they thought that ball was a home run. Piazza told me when he hit it, he said, it's gone. He said, Every I've hit so many home runs there. I hit, he said, the ball cost, I hit off Costi that they always showed the home run on 9-11 that he hit up halfway up the screen. He said he hit the one that night harder. And he said, Mariano said, when I threw it, I thought it was gone. Yeah. He said, when he hit it, I thought it was gone. And the ball didn't go anywhere. 
Every time they interview me and they ask me about the same question, I say the same thing. You thought that I was thought out, he right? was gone. Yeah. It's because, you know, you, you kind of like get used to hearing, you know, the crack of the bat. He hit it hard. The way that he swung, you know, it's a home run swing. He didn't get right. cheated on that swing. And then Mariano's reaction after right. he threw the pitch and he, the ball was hit, he had this sort of like body thing going. And I was like, oh, this thing is, is, this, this thing is hit hard. Crushed. He crushed it. <laughs> so and I you, have to go out there. You are yeah. camping out for it. Yeah, there. I was camping out. But, I, you know, I said, you know, as a professional outfield, you always get taught to get to the spot. You know, lolly gagging, no backtracking. You right. just get to the spot, and then you make your adjustment from there. Halfway from that point where the ball was hit, and the point that I caught the ball, I started looking up, saying, "Well, maybe, maybe I should look and see where this ball is before I keep running." And that's when I started seeing the ball going down, and said, well, "Maybe this ball is on the on the on the park. He's on the field." You know, sad day for you because the guy who had a big influence on your career, Buck Showalter, let go by the Orioles today. Now they had a terrible season. Yeah. And we know how good a baseball man Buck's been, but Buck had a big influence on your career. He did. A he did. very he was, big influence. He, was he wanted you in this yeah. organization. He loved you. He had a big influence on you and Mariano both. Between between him and uh, Gene Michael, Gene Michael yep. they kept me on the team. No question. Against all kinds of wishes. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> they had to lie for me. They had to say, <laughs> we want to trade him, but nobody wants him. We had to stick with him. Stick told me he had you traded to, for Larry Walker, and he tried to stall for like an hour because George wanted to make the trade, and Larry Walker was really good. Oh, and, yeah. He was very quick. Yeah, and he, wanted, he, he, wanted, he, wanted, he wanted to make that trade. He's pounding on the table. He wanted to make the trade. He's yeah. stick. It's like, I can't get him on the phone or whatever. He's got to <laughs> tell him that. You know, so, oh, my God. You know, and he said, he, chat, he said three times, uh, Tori told me once, he said, they had traded Andy to the Phillies. I mean, it was over. I mean, yeah, yep. you guys got him out of these trades somehow, you yep. know? Yep. But Buck, what do you remember about Buck? Buck was very instrumental in my upbringing as a minor league baseball player. He was the one that actually gave me the okay to, to switch, switch hit. hit. Right. I, you have to realize that I was a, a right-handed natural hitter in my first year in the, in the, in the minor leagues. And it was in that winter when, when you I first heard about it, what did you think about when he told you to switch it? What was your thought? Well, actually, I was the one that came up oh, to him. Oh, you wanted to switch it. Okay. Yeah, and I told him, you know, can I do this? Because I've done it in the previous winter in, in winter baseball. And he said, well, we're going to have to talk about this because we try to make Roberto Kelly a switch hitter, right. and it didn't work. Right. We try to make Jim Lyrics a switch hitter, and it did not work. Wow. So I'm going to talk to the front office, and I'll give you an answer the next day. The next day he said... Yeah, you can go ahead and start doing Did it. Did you hit well from the left side right away or no? No, no. That was a struggle. It took a while. That was a big struggle. That year was one of the toughest years that I had because I was just learning, you know, learning how to you know, switch hit facing professional pitchers in the minor leagues. Uh, I think it was a blessing in disguise that I sort of separated my shoulder, tripping over first base, and they sent me down to Anianta. And in Anianta, Brian Butterfield and Roy White came down and they worked with me and Roy was day. a switch hitter Roy was a switch hitter too yeah good player too yeah great player he they spent the time working with me every single day in uh, lower did you ever give it up a. never did I took it as a challenge I said I'm either going to retire or I want to become a switch hitter and at that point the a year after that in 1988 I won the batting title in the Carolina League as a switch hitter but you know you were such a fierce Right-handed hitter, power-wise, you killed the ball right-handed. Yeah. I mean, you hit a lot of home runs right-handed. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I did, and I... You had much more power right-handed. Yeah, much I did, more. definitely. My top you hand... sprayed the ball yeah. left-handed, yeah. but you killed the ball right-handed. I had occasional power from the left side. Yeah, but and you I became killed a good it hitter. right-handed. I became killed a better it. hitter because I had to face, uh, face right-handed pitchers 70% of the time. But, you know, it was a lot easier for me to get back into my right-handed swing because I was a natural right-handed swing Mickey hitter. Mantle told me that he said I was a... He said right-handed... He said, I was like a 400 hitter when I was good. He said, I just hit line drive after line drive. Left-handed, he said, I'd strike out, I'd pop up, I'd hit it a mile. But he uppercutted everything left-handed. Yeah. But right-handed, he would just, he said, I, yeah. I could hit right-handed. You guys see those years in the middle of his career? He hit 400 right-handed a couple of years. Wow. You know, so he really was a killer right yeah. Most guys are stronger from the right side anyway, right? Yeah. You bet, you, you don't, but a lot of guys learn to hit. You see a lot of these switch hitters. Like Walker, he doesn't hit home runs ever right-handed. He only hits them. Howard Johnson was that way. Yeah. Some of these guys only hit home runs from one side. Yeah. You I mean, hit home runs from both sides. Yeah, I did, and I, you know, I try to mimic my swing both ways. It was a mirror image, uh, both sides. I so you thought you it. had a close swing both ways? That you when you got it pretty close both ways? Yeah, yeah. I probably after my maybe fifth or sixth year, sixth year in the league, I knew that I had a pretty good chance. Were you more chance. comfortable right-handed though? Uh, yeah, always. Always? Always more you comfortable right-handed. you more confident right-handed? Right like, did you want to be up right-handed in the big spot? Uh, well, no, no, that's a different question, though. I, I think I felt confident from both sides after my sixth year in the league. Okay. Because I was so used to hitting from the left side at that point. Uh, you know, I think, you know, the, the throwdown was like, you know, I was hitting like this and like this. But, uh, you know, as far as the at-bats that gotcha. I was taking. Because so, you're always going to get up so much more left-handed. Uh, that is correct. You're going to get up 70% of the time. And at some point between my fifth or sixth year, it started even out. I became a much better uh, hitter from the left side, and I created a lot of havoc with those the managers. They didn't know what to do with me. We're talking with Bernie Williams, 7 o'clock here at WFAN, WFAN FM. Uh, when we finish, we got to do this hard rock thing. We're going to give away a, we're going to give away uh, a concert, Bernie. Someone's going to get the pick between going to Kid Rock, Elvis Costello, Bob Dylan, or Foreigner. Woo! So they get to go one out of the four. Oh, that's awesome! You know, you can go to oh, all four awesome. if you want. Oh, but my goodness. Well, you can yeah. go to Bernie Williams' concert, which yeah. I'll plug again before he leaves. <laughs> He's got a couple of them coming up. Uh, what do you think of What do you think of this year's uh, team? What do you think about this game tonight? Well, this year's team, uh, you know, is riding out of the uh, coattails of whatever happened last year. They were one game short of the World Series. Obviously, the, the expectations were already made up, you know, for this team. You know, this is a team that last year was the, kind of like the regrouping and kind of like rebuilding process. And they already went through that. And this year is the year that they're supposed to do something with all that rebuilding. Uh, I think that they had a really pretty strong year for they won their second games. They won 100 games. The Red Sox won 108. You I mean, cannot argue with that. Right. You know, but they were so overshadowed by the tremendous year that the Red Sox had that, you know, it's kind of hard to, to, to fathom, you know, a team winning 100 games and then saying, that, well, they were, they they were not the biggest. Out. Yeah, yeah. Team get eight, eight games out. The silver lining of this whole thing is that now they're starting on zero. Everybody starts on zero. Once they get past this game, Hopefully they'll come out with a win. Everybody starts at zero. So, uh, you know, it's a lot different scenario. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously the Red Sox, you know, can look into, you know, how strong they were, you know, this year. But it doesn't matter. In a short series, anything can happen. Can you remember back to the, and we're talking, of course, with the uh, familiar voice of Bernie Williams. Can you remember back to the 
to the first time you played in the playoffs in 95. Do you remember back to those to those games? Oh, yeah. Because, like, you got guys like Andujar. You got guys like Torres playing in their first play. You know, they, you know guys who are going to be doing this for the first time, who you know, haven't been through this before. You know, you got some guys who got experience last year like Judge, but you got guys who haven't done this before. What do you remember about the first time you did, you played? Do you, do you remember anything? that? I mean, were you nervous the first time you went through it? Not really. Well, I know you had success, but did you, did you, you know, you success. lost a terrible series to Seattle. That year, he you know. was heartbreaking. Yeah, he, he was, was up two nothing, and then lost that series. You yeah, know? Ken Griffey played great. Ken Griffey Jr. Edgar Martinez. Edgar Martinez played great yes. too. I mean, I remember those years, and uh, winning the first two games gives you this false sense of security. You know, sinking that. Not only hit the home run. Oh, Mattingly had a great series. And he hit that home run. The place went crazy. Oh my yeah. goodness! Off of Char uh, Norm Charlton, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, I mean, going into Seattle, I don't think I've ever heard the stadium. That kingdom being as loud as I've ever heard it in my life, it was just incredible, the noise level. Uh, and it could, be, it could be a little intimidating, you know, going into that place. And obviously we didn't come out with the win, but just uh, that uh, experience, you know, it served me so well because I was, oh, I, I knew what to expect the next year. We were fortunate enough to go back the next year in the, the postseason and win it all. And then the next year after that, it was, you know, it was kind of like that. Again, you know, we lost in 97. Cleveland. I was the last out of that 97, you know, team right. when the, uh, Alomar hit the home run off of uh, Mariano. Absolutely. I know Mariano had to, feel, had to feel really bad, and I felt terrible. But that uh, negative thing propelled us to have you know, that run that we had, 98, 99, 2000, and 2001, in which I was just out of my mind playing really good baseball. Yeah, you got used. To, you, got, you got very accustomed to winning, though. You guys yes. won all the time. Yeah, and that, and that, is, that spoiled. That spoiled everybody. Spoiled the city. Spoiled you. That, spoiled everybody. Yeah, everybody right? was spoiled. <laughs> but it was an atmosphere that we had a pervasive atmosphere in that clubhouse. Of this, this is just who we are. You know, we're not going to settle for anything else, anything less than perfection and and having an excellent year. And I think you know the whole thing sort of kind of spread like like a wildfire. And it, it was awesome to be playing in those teams. You have to miss, whether you're a performer and you're still a performer now, but you have to miss being in the batter's box, 50,000 people screaming, national television, game on the line. I mean, that is a kind of adrenaline rush that you can't manufacture. I mean, that, that, that's a special thing. It is, it is great, and you know that you're absolutely right. I miss it, but I don't miss it for those reasons. It was just the sheer competition. You like the competition. In that moment in time, you know. Actually, as a matter of fact, I used to be one of those players that would block everything out. I would block the fans. I would block the media. I would you block would. everything else. And it was just a, between me and the pitcher and between me and the, you know, the, you know, between the lines. And that was, to me, that was the most thrilling thing that I could ever experience, you know, especially at that particular point in the season. That's that's what you live for. If you're a baseball player, that's what exactly what you, you live for. You like You like the forward pitchers too. You like to step out and break the momentum all the time. Trying to get in you your heads it all uh, the time. You gotta right? get all, every you, little edge that you can get. You did it all the time, right? <laughs> yeah. All the all the time. And you were a killer against those hard throwers like Arthur Rhodes, Benitez. You own those guys. I think you hit five homers and ten at bats against Benitez. Something uh, crazy. Yeah, for you some reason. And, I, and, he, and he hits Tino in the back because he's mad because you hit a home explain. run. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, and you know what? Tino, 
a week after, a week after, you know, that incident, he used to come to the training room, and I still could see <laughs> the marks. He throws 98 miles an hour. <laughs> I could still see the seams on his back, you know, from that pitch. You hit that ball so man. far that night off him, and then he turns around and he whacks him oh in the God. back. <laughs> oh, no. uh, we talked a little bit about that in that, and in that reunion. And off the road, and off the road, same thrower. thing. You were another guy. Those hard throwers, you killed those hard throwers, and you owned yeah. off the road. That Seattle series, when they won all those games, you hit the homers three days in a row on yeah. those series. Because I was here all those games, you hit homers three straight days in that series. I don't remember too many of those, but... I remember the ones that counted, and yes. he, he keep reminding me of them, and it was just a magical time for me, and I was so glad to be part of that, uh, you know, that team in those, in those years, and I keep reiterating the fact that I was just one player on a, on a group of uh, hard, you know, blue-collar workers that played their hearts out. We had a great closer in Mariano, we had a great bullpen, and we can, uh, we can score some runs. We can play some of that little ball, we can play some of that long ball if we, if we needed to. We were a very complete team. Oh, and, great uh, team. Uh, it, it, was, it was great to be part of it. Great team. And uh, Bernie, again, who will be uh, zipping off to go watch the game tonight, he will be uh, teaming up with St. John Family Foundation for a fundraiser. Uh, so you got that coming up. And then on the 12th, he will be at the Pace University Schimmel Center. So you can uh, go to Bernie's website, Bernie51.com, and get all the information for the tickets and everything else. There's special meet-and-greet tickets at both concerts available. So check it out. Bernie's band is, I'm telling you, I went and did one of these charity events with Bernie last year, and his all-star band was unbelievably good. That is a great band, you guys. Yeah, those guys are good. They are good. They are good. The singer's good, too. Yeah. singer's really good. I mean, it's a really, really special it's band. It's a good yeah. show. Yeah, no, it's a good show. Well, thanks for coming by. Enjoy your uh, night. Going, you, throw, you doing anything special tonight? Throwing out the first You're pitch. Throwing out the first pitch is what so, I figured. So, woo, how good is that? that you got to bring him luck. What's your record throwing out the first pitch? <laughs> is it good? I think is it's it good? they wouldn't have me here if I didn't have a good record. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bernie's throwing out the thanks, first Mike. ball, so we say thank you to him. When we come back, Jess, we got to do this. Uh, we got to do the. Uh, what? We got we to do it. Yeah. We'll do it when we come back. Thanks, Bernie.